0: I look real good today. 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 Jumpin' at the motherfucking Bentley. it in a castle new Balenci's. Walking with a pocket full of Benji's I'm a 10 piece. I look real good today. 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 I I look real good today. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Tall, Dark, and Ratchet podcast. I'm your magnificent host, and I am feeling real good today. My name is Marcel Williams, and uh, this is episode 24, I believe. Um, It's been a busy week full of uh, guests. We're trying to squeeze them all in as much as I can, but uh, I'll talk about that in a second. people's um yeah I feel like I gotta kick things off by complimenting myself because I'm not getting any from the uh, the outside world so guess what today I feel real good today and I feel like I look real good today so um, a round of applause for myself you know <laughs> I'm uh, 33 as we mentioned last week and it's crazy that it's only been a week since my birthday and it feels like um, a lot has happened um, it's it's been mentally draining having all of these conversations that i've been having so you guys saw my first guest was uh stefania serna so shout out to her she um is from that l break tv uh we had a very fun conversation um and later on in the week i had another conversation and uh you'll see that one on thursday um with a life and confidence coach and we went real deep into my demons so that one uh extended over an hour um and we, we discussed everything from, you know, addictions to your device, because of course that Social Dilemma documentary dropped on Netflix and everyone was talking about that. And then um, we we dived into my personal demons, um, which I won't go into too much right now. You'll have to te- check out that episode on Thursday when it drops. Now, I'm not going to uh, spend too much time on this episode. As I mentioned previously, these episodes, these solo pods, if you will, um are going to be significantly shorter just to um essentially just kind of recap touch base and kind of cover anything that I maybe didn't mention in uh, some of these guest episodes but um I'm potted out ladies and gentlemen I've been um this is the fourth one I'll be recording in 7 days and uh it's draining but last night they announced the Emmy award winners of course because of covid you know most people just kind of threw out a, a video onto the internet um with their acceptance speech or um their thank yous. Um the one that I'm going to discuss here is of course my hero mr dave Chappelle, and of course in very Chappelle fashion he went to his uh instagram which only has three posts so he's only started to post this year um the first post being of course that um, little mini special at 30 minutes um right around the time of uh, george floyd's passing so this is dave Chappelle accepting his latest emmy awards last night i'm just gonna play you the beginning of that one there because i find it's very important boy comes as a complete surprise. I mean, I read all the reviews and they said so many terrible things. They were embarrassed for me, I had lost my way, it wasn't even worth watching. I hope all you critics learn from this. This is a teachable moment. Shut the fuck up forever. two night these aren't them these are the ones I want for the other ones Motherfucker. so very Dave Chappelle like um you know sticking it to the critics if you guys remember when he dropped sticks and stones um last year a lot of or maybe it was at the top of this year I I don't even remember I feel like he's dropped five in the last couple of years but um he initially received horrible reviews from critics um from tabloids Slandering him, saying that you know he's lost his way, that he's insensitive, that he's harking on all of these old um, taboo subjects, and they just ripped him apart. And then with Rotten Tomatoes, they had the critic review at zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes, um, which, if you're not familiar with, is the um, they rated out of hundred percent, and then of course the higher it is, the better it is. But the critics um, they had blocked off the user reviews for the first week or something to that effect. And eventually, once the audience um, percentage went out, it was 99% on Rotten Tomatoes, meaning that people loved it. But of course, the critics trying to slander him, and trying to um, oppress his voice, um, were very quick to, to pass judgment. So I find it very interesting that we're in a time where a voice like Dave Chappelle, who's been so authentic, so genuine for so long, um, feels like he still has to tread around um, some of these critics and, and as you can see by his speech not giving a fuck so he continues to to thank the people involved um, Stan Lathan who's been in um, television since the 60s um, this is his first Emmy Award which is um, surprising considering some of the productions that he's done but he actually directed the Sticks and Stone special and won his first Emmy Award and then they went to thank others um, his editor and his wife as well um but yeah, congratulations to the GOAT himself um, on winning yet again another Emmy Award. Um, so yeah, so I'm not going to spend too much time, um, harking on all of these, you know, tabloid and pop culture stuff. I'm trying to, you know, refrain from doing so, cause there's so many podcasts out there that just do that shit. So I feel like I'm going to, um, be discussing a little bit more, um, in these upcoming podcasts about the shit that affects me and the things that I go through and the things that I find fascinating and so on and so forth. Um, but with that being said, I haven't done a, whose man's is this in a couple of weeks. Some people are ragging on me for it. So... Without further ado, let's get into whose man's this is. Whose man's is this? I need to know. I really need to know. No, 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 no. Of course my perusing on the world wide web has led me down um a very interesting path and i don't even know when i started following this account it's this comedy account and when i saw this my heart broke because i feel like as men you know sometimes we like to pour our heart out to women but um this guy took it to another length so i'm asking whose man's is this clearly not this lady in this videos A quien siempre ya, ya, yo ya quiero bien. estar contigo Eso, no, 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 no. Tú eres como el agua que que me el cielo mm-hmm. Te quiero porque quiero que me quieras Porque como tú no hay nadie más Con mi cara tu cuerpo Te quiero Tranquilo, tranquilo. ¡Ahhh! All right, so now if you're just listening in right now, it's essentially this gentleman who was very sweet. He came out with his PA system to sing and court his lady. Um, but little to his um, his knowledge, she was actually with another dude and he ends up coming out halfway through song. But the crazy thing is he continues to sing. Come on, man. Like, what were you thinking, my guy? Like, you, I, I get that the sentiment is that you maybe, you know, I don't know what the relationship was prior to to him finding out that he was the side piece, but, You know, he comes out hot out the gate, singing out his heart. And you could tell he's very enthusiastic, excited. And then she's telling him like, yo, bro, you got to stop this. You got to cut this out. And then, of course, um, while he's serenading, the gentleman comes out and his heart is immediately broken. But I don't know if that's like a, a crippling thing where you just, you don't know what to do. So you just keep going. But the man kept singing like, bro, give it up. She's clearly moved on with some dude with a cowboy hat who doesn't sing outside of her place so um whose mans is this clearly not hers but um you know i my heart goes out to the guy because i feel like as men we've all been there some at some point in time in our lives where you know we've given our all to someone not realizing that you know we weren't the one um and uh with that we're gonna jump into um the ratchet of the week as well because um yeah i didn't do that one last week either so Let's get Let's get 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 Let's get Let's get ratchet. Alright, so the ratchet of the week this week goes out to a lady who again, I don't wanna be that guy who gets cancelled for something so silly, but you know, when something's funny, something's funny. So this pops up on my Instagram first thing in the morning, and I say to myself, Wow um do i find this funny or do i find this kind of jarring or heartbreaking because you know there's a fine line in terms of uh making fun of the less fortunate but in this instance you know you can't help but laugh at and and wonder what was going on in this whole scenario here so this is a uh, a video of somebody who sniped this young lady um as she was roaming down the street and it looked like she was celebrating something. So let's uh let's cut to that video right now. Well, you been a crack because you graduated. Hey, okay girl, you graduated. Here that what you got in your hand? What you got in your hand, girl? Uh, a stallion you? heard you. You fucking lit right now. And where you graduated from? In the courthouse. You graduated in the courthouse? Yeah heard you they freed you you came out on bail yep. heard you Shit. oh all right you get it so this lady is roaming the streets with a stallion which is uh um an alcoholic beverage which which i'm not familiar with um but she's roaming on the street in a full grad fit but you can tell that you know um she's a buck tea um now not i mean listen if she genuinely actually graduated then congratulations to her that's a huge accomplishment um but she claims that she graduated in the courthouse and um i don't know how much validity there is to that but i don't i'm not really that familiar with the uh, judicial system and how you if they have a ceremony for you once, uh, once you graduate, but either way, she, uh, she looked pretty proud of herself and then, um, I cut it off, but she later on just, you know, says some, some derogatory things in Spanish and swerves off, but either way, um, another thing I want to discuss here real quick is, um, so now this happened to me and I was a little bit confused and it's not the first time it's happened. So I feel like it's worth bringing up, um, now, but, when you match with a girl online, on any dating platform, doesn't really matter which one, and you know, you're know you starting a conversation with this girl, and then at some point in time, she's like, oh, let me set you up with my friend. That kind of confuses me and throws me off because I'm like, okay, wait, hold on a second. So um, is that because you were like, mm, I'm not really that interested in you, and I feel like um you know I'm, I'm only out here recruiting for my friend or like i, I just don't know the, the psychology behind something like that because if i was to i just think i always default my brain always defaults to like what if this was the scenario and the genders were reversed whereby you know i matched with a girl we're in this conversation then out of nowhere i'm like yo my buddy um i want to set you up with my buddy i know for a fact that a woman would probably take offense being like oh wait so you're not interested like you think you can just pass me over to your friend and i feel like it'd be a situation but girls do it so casually just like oh by the way um you should uh you should talk to my friend it's kind of just like well no um and when this happened to me i i gave this girl the analogy and i'm like listen i'm sure your friend is a phenomenal cappuccino but you can't be the barista who's like uh yeah can i get a latte and you're like nah you gotta try this cappuccino it's like yeah i'm sure the cappuccino is great but i just really want a latte right now hence the reason i came in and asked for a latte i swiped right on you i was interested in you if i wanted your friend i'm sure they're probably in there in that algorithm somewhere but if we didn't link up maybe the app didn't think that we were a good match or maybe I already grazed through that person thinking, mm, not aesthetically pleasing. So I just, you know, I take offense to when, um, when somebody d- decides to pass the buck and, and toss you over to somebody else. And if this has happened to you, I'm very curious to see how you've handled it because I was, um, and, and again, the, the friend was, you know, they're cute, whatever, but like you can't help but take offense or have your ego be damaged because you're like, well, you're pretty much saying that you're not interested and um you know here's here's a, a runner up so maybe that's just the way i see it maybe i'm completely off base with that but either way that's how i handle it i'm very curious to see how other people deal with that kind of situation and uh okay so i've been in toronto i've been back here for a couple of weeks now and um still trying to adjust you know um it's different this time around because I'm I'm trying to keep myself busy, I'm trying to network as much as possible, I'm trying to get myself um situated and um yeah, like I said I'm going to discuss a lot in in more depth on Thursday, but one of the things that I'm I'm trying to deal with are my demons. And one thing that I forgot to mention in that podcast, which is why I'm bringing it up now, is that um, I think in the passing of my friend recently, just before I moved out here, um, it had me very reflective. And still to this day, I haven't really soaked in the fact that this person is gone. And I think everyone kind of um, absorbs that kind of information in a different way. And for me, I know it's not going to be something where I can just you know that i i receive the information i process the information and i move on it's it's gonna be something that i'm gonna have to sit with for a while um but in my reflection on my relationship with um my friend who passed i thought to myself and and one thing that i've i brought up before is that this was probably the longest ongoing relationship on and off with a person ever so 12 years i uh, met this person in 2008 and you know we'd bump into each other here and there and then obviously over the last couple of years um we're able to um you know mend whatever relationship that we had and um get to a point where we could be friends at the very least so knowing that you know you can no longer contact that person and you can no longer communicate with that person um it's, it's something that, you know, I haven't wrapped my head around completely. But one thing that has come from it is that I realize that a lot of the way that I interact with um, the opposite sex derive from the impact that that relationship had on me initially because, um, again, not to slander this person, but when we were young um, in 2008, you know she she had me believe that she was a certain way or a certain type of person um and then you know to my surprise i found out that you know she had been lying about uh, certain things and then that really sat with me and i feel like i developed a lot of trust issues in relationships because of that interaction where um I, i thought to myself well if somebody Who could take me to their church and their family's cottage and we could share these intimate moments um, with each other with could lie to me then you know the the gloves are off for anybody else so i kind of developed this um reluctance of trust when it came to um, encountering new partners and so on so um in thinking about that I've, i've really kind of been wrapping my head around my current behavior and and i i point the finger at no one i know i'm a grown ass man i should be able to um approach every situation as uh, you know giving people the benefit of the doubt and so on but it's a lot harder than anticipated and, and um i find that in the way that i treat women in my head i think i'm doing them justice by being charming and being um this passionate person but um a lot of those jaded feelings and sentiments carry on from person to person and i find that um it becomes this form of a validation for myself where i feel like if i give somebody just enough then i'm doing my part in that relationship not realizing that i'm never really giving it a fair chance um because i carry these um these demons. So in being self-aware of my behavior and my view towards women, it's something that I'm definitely trying to to work on on correcting. So the reason I had a a life coach come in, which, you know, however you feel about that designation, for me it it's just um it was an opportunity for me to have a um Coherent conversation about my problems with somebody who was at least willing to listen um, and and have me work through some of that um, trauma um, vocally. So, of course, you know, I, I guess if you're watching this or listening to this, you, you're probably thinking to yourself, "Well, why don't you go get some professional help?" Which is actually something that I, I do plan on doing. Um, the reason I never did it um, previously because this is something that's been in the back of my mind for a while now was because i wanted to focus on trying to work through as much as i could on my own before bringing in uh, a professional to really kind of um hack away at at some of these demons if you will um so what i'm talking about if you haven't pieced it together yet is that i feel as though i am an undiagnosed sex addict And it's interesting because i don't feel like there are a lot of people who are very vocal about it especially in my age demographic i mean if you're in your late 20s early 30s um and you're promiscuous as a male it really isn't you know deemed as being that big of a negative you're just that guy who's you know soiling his oats as my father would say but it all depends on why you're doing it and and um how you feel about it afterwards. Right. And I feel like for myself personally, um, in my reflections is it's, it seems as though I'm trying to fill some sort of a void. Um, and I don't do it in, in a braggadocious way where I'm like, Oh yeah, I just notched this chick or whatever, because I, I do genuinely enjoy the initial chemistry between two people. I find that that's something that's, um it's very brief it's very fleeting but it there's something about it like a, a certain dopamine or um just this euphoric feeling of just getting to know somebody those initial wiggles that you get the butterflies in your stomach the the learning of of that person the the watching their mannerisms I'm a very big people watcher so when it comes to um trying to figure somebody out there's something very fascinating about it that that I'm very drawn to so um, but I think there's more depth to the way that I'm constantly seeking someone new. So, um, I went on a, out on a date not too long ago and I told this person that this was something that I was working towards. And I think because they were maybe at a place in their life where, um, they, they came from a place of understanding, um, they, they were non judgmental of it. And I think, um, that was something that I needed to experience because it's, well one when you're first meeting somebody you tell them hey by the way i'm addicted to sex it, it's gonna throw them off because they're thinking to themselves probably um this guy's just trying to get a hot one and swerve but the reality is like i if i'm genuinely into in that person i'll tell them what my intentions are um and so on so um yeah it's it's something that i'm i'm, I'm still working t- towards figuring out and i do eventually plan on um seeking some professional help for it um, at the very least, I'm sure it'll make for some some good content that that somebody else maybe will stumble across, and if they're dealing with a similar issue, um, they'll be able to to hopefully work through their problems. Um, because there's people out there who who do suffer from sex addiction, and you'll never hear from from that person. Like and I and I brought it up when I used to watch California earlier on in in um, um, in the year uh, on an earlier podcast that. David Duchovny was playing a character who was very similar to myself, um, whereby you know uh, attracting the opposite sex didn't come as as a challenge per se, but it was just something that he was doing to fill a void. And obviously, when you're watching a show, it's it's scripted, so it's a lot easier to kind of paint that image. Um, But when you're trying to find that reflection in yourself, it, it becomes a little bit more difficult. But um, the the ironic thing about David Duchovny is that as he was playing that character, he in real life was actually um, suffering from a sex addiction, and it's not a, a compulsive thing where if I'm with someone, I just need to have sex all the time. It's the the seeking of approval from new partners, where you're you you have an insecurity that you're trying to validate in terms of um, am I worthy of this person and does this person find me desirable. But like I said, I'm going to be discussing that in depth with um, a life and confidence coach, um, which will drop on Thursday. So make sure you check that episode out there. Um, And another thing I want to talk about that I feel like men don't really discuss and i'm sure some women watching this will probably think to themselves well it's not it's not your place to discuss but i beg to differ is bacterial vaginosis um now i've gone on these instagram rants on my story um posting my opinion of um Well, maybe not my opinion but just explaining my experiences with bacterial vaginosis and i think there's a huge stigma around it whereby if you are engaging in a sexual act with a female and there's a pungent aroma um then you might think to yourself oh wow this girl's very sexually active or that you know it might be an sti when in reality more often than not it's you know, just the pH balance is being thrown off either from your male bacteria that are new bacteria that are, you know, intertwining with hers. And then it just causes this, um, this odor, or it could just be something diet related. So I've experienced this quite a few times and I think I'm at a place now where, well, not, I think I am at a place now where I I tend to address it and not in a way where it's like ew your thing is not so so fresh you got to handle that but more so from uh hey by the way not to i know this is an awkward conversation um but i'm sure you're aware that there was a bit of a you know an odor the last time that we engaged in some playful activity um odds are it is bv all you have to do is go to a clinic or your doctor they'll prescribe some antibiotics might give you some ointments or some creams and you know problem solved nothing to be embarrassed about very common and so on and i think the reason why guys um are quick to just kind of dismiss that person is because they just don't have the information i'm fortunate enough where i have a friend who's a doctor where uh, a few years ago when i was uh, you know first I guess i it wasn't my first time experiencing it but it was the first time i wanted to address it because i liked the person and i wanted to continue um whatever romantic relationship that we had um i asked her i'm like well what do you think this might be and she's like oh yeah it's very common it's it's probably just this so i had that conversation with that girl she went to the doctor within a few days rosy fresh so i just think that if more not even just men, but just people in general were aware of it. Then it would make for a lot less of an awkward conversation um, because it's not something that some women are even aware of. They just kind of you know spray some perfume down there, or they you know apply a little bit of baby powder or whatever, um, and just hope that it goes away. Um, but yeah, the the lack of information I definitely think is one of the biggest problems for that. So if you're not familiar with bacterial vaginosis. Do a couple Google searches, get to the bottom of it, because who knows, it could just be that you're eating yogurt and all of a sudden, you know, you got a little funky situation down there. So nothing to be ashamed of, nothing to be embarrassed about. I feel like as men, we need to be a little bit more empathetic for the fact that there are a lot of mechanics going on down there. Our situation is very simple. You know um by the age of 13 14 you're getting erect you're playing around with it you nut you're like okay problem solved figured it out and unless if you got like foreskin there's really not much of a an odor situation you might get a little bit of ball sack sweat here and there but you know our mechanics are very simple so you just got to be mindful of the fact that there is a lot going on down there for ladies and you know um there's a lot of taboo surrounding that area and I feel like if uh if we're all just a little bit more empathetic towards each other's genitalia you know it avoids a lot of nasty conversations um that uh you know can avoid it embarrassment in the future but with that being said those are all the things that I want to cover um you know Toronto's on some demon time You know some of you ladies out here are real aggressive in the dms and you know i'm flattered don't get me wrong i love the attention trust me like i said i've got insecurity issues um so any love is good but listen i'm trying to be on my best behavior so just ease up you know that's all i'm asking is just you know i'm in a place right now where i'm trying to reform myself i uh i don't want to be a player no more as my boy Joel once sang on a uh, big pun record. Um, But with that being said, like I said, I'm gonna keep these brief, trying to keep them to under uh, 30 minutes a pop. So check out that Thursday episode with uh, Lily Lime Lemon, AKA Lily Yen. and uh feel free to give me some feedback but if you are listening in make sure you follow leave a review on spotify on apple on google wherever it is that you're listening and if you're watching this make sure you like follow subscribe do all that fun stuff share it with your friends but thank you very much this has been yet again another episode of the tall dark and ratchet podcast with your boy marcel williams and i'll see you next monday peace